0: This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier
1: 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by Armani Buckets and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing on this beautiful Monday?
2: I mean, cannot complain. Those kind of games by Stephen Curry are just, I mean, I don't even have words to describe what was going through my head during that game. That was a legacy game, and I hope, um, honestly now i'm I'm kind of with you guys. I hope that the Warriors pulled this out because I want to see Steph get another ring.
3: I told you, Master class <laughs> man I told you guys, it's like taking candy from a baby. I knew I would have bet my life that the Warriors won. I said it on the radio. It's like gonna be like taking candy from a baby. They won. Yeah.
1: It was an amazing performance, one that we're going to talk about for a long, long time, and we're going to actually touch on it shortly. There's a lot to get to. Uh, With that said, let's get to today's headlines brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor Pro Football Contest are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircaSports.com for details. Hit it, Armani Buckets.
2: Alright, so speaking of Steph Curry, there has been a lot of talk about Steph and Curry's legacy during the NBA Finals, and that only intensified after Curry had 43 points and 10 rebounds in tying the Finals in Game 4. If the Warriors do win the championship this season, what would that do for Curry's legacy?
1: So we were uh, talking on a text uh, chain this weekend about top 10 players of all time. And I really thought that Steph Curry was on that trajectory of being a top 10 player by the time he retired what this is effectively though is his this is my team moment and again i felt when they won that the uh, first championship that that was his team but you know when kd came in that there was this thought like you know steph took a back seat to kd and by the way no knock on that KD. you know top two player but if if the warriors go on to win this championship and we look back at that game four again Uh, Can he come back? Will he be healthy? And not only is he healthy in Boston on the parquet, 43 points, 10 rebounds. If they go on to win a championship, if he's the finals, most valuable player, there's no doubt about it. You can't even uh, dispute the fact that he's a top 10 player. But then at that point, and again, he's not done. You know, could he continue to progress and go from. Uh, you know, we could kind of touch on our top 10 if we wanted, to, but, you know, go from 10, nine, eight to maybe perhaps at some point in the top five conversation for, for best point guard of all time. I don't want to have that because I love Magic Johnson, but guys, you t- you touched on it. This it was a career-defining legacy, defining game, and if, and if the Warriors win, and if Steph Curry is the most valuable player, which he will be if they do win, this cements him as one of the top 10 players.
3: I don't think he necessarily needs the finals MVP, but I mean, it would sure help. I think he's already a top 10 player. I mean, he should have won the first finals MVP over Iguodala. I think everyone's in agreement there. That was kind of ludicrous that that even happened. Um, But I mean, look, it just further cements his case like you're talking about. This is the greatest shooter of all time. I mean, it's just, it's great. I don't, it's very rare that you find someone that good at their job as Steph Curry is at shooting a basketball. I mean, it makes it look like layups. I think he's already top 10. I've met eight. Uh, they're going to win this year. So I already, I mean, I already told you guys that the Celtics are not going to win this series. I'm pretty like keen on that. I, I actually think that the Celtics could get blown out in game five. Um, it's possible. I mean, Ime is great at making adjustments. We'll get to that. But yeah, Steph is an all-time great. I have him at eighth all-time, but yes, yeah, Arash, I'm with you. I still got Magic at fourth all-time. Greatest point guard ever. But Steph could inch his way up into the greatest point guard ever. in the, the game, he revolutionized the game of basketball as we yeah. see today. So that's why people are like, oh, do we put him on the Mount Rushmore? Not as like, the all-time greatest basketball players but like the legacy he's left you know with MJ with with Steph Stephen Curry you know you could put Kobe or Kareem or Magic on there as well you know what I'm saying so wow. it, look I'm with you 100% but I don't think he needs this finals MVP to cement his legacy he's gonna get it so I mean like it cool that'll help congratulations but like championships matter more and what he's done to revolutionize the game
2: Top 10 lists are always going to be so subjective. It's hard for me to really dive into it. The reason why, and I don't want to get too off topic here, but the reason why I soured on top 10 lists is what happened to Kobe after he retired. During Kobe's career, I think all three of us thought that Kobe was the greatest player that we've seen since MJ. And then what happened is his legacy just kind of kept getting tarnished after his career. That is why I'm really happy for Steph that he got this opportunity to get a ring without KD because if he didn't get this opportunity after he retired, everybody would have just said, well, he just kind of rode Kevin Durant's coattails to two more rings, which was not even true. No. In in my opinion, he yes, he's a top 10 player, but it's hard for me to differentiate at the bottom of that top 10 who is ahead of who because a lot of those guys, I mean, I didn't even get to see play basketball. But when you revolutionize the game, I mean, that has to shoot you up a couple spots on the leaderboard because those guys, the other guys, they may have done some amazing things, but they didn't revolutionize the game the way that Curry has. This is a guy that you're going to see his impact felt around the game of basketball for the next 100 years. He's he's literally changed the way that the youth play the sport. And that cannot be said for Pretty much anybody else on that top 10 list besides maybe an MJ, a Kobe, you know, Kareem Skyhook was a little transcendent, but it's Uh, like he changed the game like Steph.
3: I was going to say or a LeBron, but I guess physical talent, um, you know, helps him a whole lot. But you know, Not the, everyone like,
1: six eight two fifty. Yeah, but 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 the crazy thing, and I think you could always do this with certain great uh, uh, teams. You know, when you look at the Chicago Bulls, like if Jordan didn't retire, you know, so they won two, three, you know, they 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 won three in a row twice. You know, if Jordan doesn't retire for those uh, two years, could they have won? Like, all those titles. Like, when you look at the titles that they didn't win, if Clay Thompson is healthy, there's no doubt in my mind that they beat Toronto. And what happens to the Warriors? Do they continue on their path? Dropping that a 73-win team, you know, like, losing a 3-1 series lead. If Draymond doesn't get like ejected and and they lose that game. I mean, his career, and again, we, we are talking about it now. There's no doubt in my mind. To your point, Brandon, he's a top 10 player right now. Let's just say something happens. They don't win the series. He's still, in my view, like what he's done in his career, and again, changing the game of basketball when you talk about like you know you know the the shorter point guard you know I mean because back when it was Shaq and Kobe right you need a big man you need a big man from Hakeem you know Kareem Wilt Bill Russell all championship teams had that big man that is not the case here.
2: Speaking of big men, Anthony Davis was a trending topic on social media this weekend after he admitted that he has not picked up a basketball since the Lakers season ended on April 5th. Do you have any issue with Davis's <laughs> admission during a critical offseason for the Lakers?
1: I have a big issue. I mean, you know, what I wanted to hear from him is that from the moment that the season was over, listen, maybe you take a break. These aren't robots. These are human beings. So I get it that they need to unwind. Mind. Um, but this is a critical off season. This is a critical summer for not only the Lakers, but for the you know if, if, if you, you, you again you want to talk about a legacy when um, Anthony Davis is healthy. When he was right, when the Lakers won a championship, he was a top five player. And now I, I don't know where he is because, again, he can't be healthy. So I'm not saying he needs to be in the gym 24 7, but for you not to have picked up a basketball since the end of the season, for you to essentially say, you know, I'm going to take a three month break, I mean, I'm, I'm not cool with that. I'm not happy with that. And, uh, and again, We'll, we'll see how this all plays out. Maybe this is what he normally does, but it wasn't a good look. And again, it's not something that you want to hear as a Lakers fan when this team has been, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who question, you know, how committed um, are these guys? Again, there's questions about LeBron, even though I don't think that there should be, because he's got all these, like, off-the-court deals, and he's a part-owner of Liverpool, and he's got his production company. For Anthony Davis, for you to have the season that you had and not to be touching a basketball or going to the gym, that's ridiculous.
3: Yeah, and, you know, JJ Redick touched on this on first take and get up this morning. Um, he was saying, oh, Anthony Davis, most guys take time off and you know they don't touch a basketball until the 4th of July weekend well maybe that's true for JJ Redick who shot 40% for 3 like close to in his career Anthony Davis was 18.2% from 3 it's deteriorated every year he was 26% in 2020 and 33% in the year they won the championship 2019-2020 um and kind of hovered around that 33%. Now he's at 18%. It's remarkable that his true shooting percentage was even 57.2 since his free throw percentage has gone down since his 85% career high for the Lakers in 2020. I think Davis needs to be shooting more. I agree, but I'm also like reluctant to um, ding him for the fact that he's because he did say he he responded to those comments. Yeah, I'm in the gym. I'm like working on my mobility. I'm working on my strength, which that's probably more important than the basketball game because we're looking at the yeah. best. Uh, we're looking at the best interior defender in the NBA two way wise besides Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, and yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis is a top five player when he's at his best. It's all about effort. It, it concerns me a little bit that he's not like, you know, pulling that Juancho Herna Gomez and, and hustle, like, shooting and, like, doing all that stuff every day to prepare for the draft. Like, it seems like Davis doesn't want it anymore. I mean, that's as a perspective from a fan. And, look, it's sad to see because, you know, I, when you have a generational talent like Anthony Davis and they're not... Look, he's a person. He can do whatever he wants. But it's just so sad to see that he's not working on his jumper in that he maybe doesn't prioritize the Lakers chances because he's been so lackadaisical about in the past. Oh, if we were healthy, uh, we beat the Suns. We win back to back titles. Well, dude, you're the issue why they didn't win that series. You're the guy who always gets hurt. And yes, I'm happy you're working on mobility. Hopefully you play more, but he really needs to work on that jumper because the difference is like I, this is crazy to say, but I feel like it could be 10 wins or to 15 to 20 wins. If he plays 20 more games, oh, and yeah. gets, back, gets back to 85% from free throw line. That's so important because he gets fouled every time. He's so dominant. No one can stop him in the post. And I get it. Like, yeah, he's not shooting as many threes. That's good because he's so dominant in the post, but you need to work on your jumper, bro. I mean, this was concerning to me as someone who wants to see the Lakers back in the postseason. It's concerning to LeBron probably too, who's leaning toward retiring a Laker, all this stuff about always oh, going to leave. He's never leaving. He's never leaving. I don't care what anybody says. He's not. He's retiring the Laker, unless Bronny goes to Cleveland in, like, three years. You know? But the Lakers probably get Bronny in the second round since he's not a high-rated prospect yet. So, like, this is concerning for LeBron and Lakers nation.
2: I agree with you 100%, Brandon. I didn't know the, the first thing that you said about what J.J. Redick mentioned. I didn't know that it was common, I guess, for NBA players to wait until July to touch a basketball or to shoot a basketball. But still, I mean, if you... I am in no way, shape or form an NBA player, but if you love the game, if you're passionate about the game, you're going to want to pick up a basketball and shoot it once, maybe a week, at least. Even if you're not formally training for anything, I'm kind of shocked that he could go that long without touching a basketball. It's like if it's your passion, you would think that it would be part of your daily, weekly routine. Um, I am encouraged that he's apparently working on his strength and mobility, as you mentioned, It's still something that we have to wait and see what happens because I think we've heard some stuff like this before in the past where he was working on getting stronger and staying uh, less injury prone. But so far, it hasn't proven any results. So I have to wait and see on that front. But it is a big concern. I mean, if he hasn't touched the basketball in two months and you mentioned it, Brandon, his shooting numbers have dipped every year and you're not working on it, you're not improving it. We have to wait and see because this is all, you know, smoke until we see what he looks like when the season starts. But yeah, it's not a good look for Anthony Davis. That's probably what the conclusion can be.
3: It's like and the final thing I'll say in this because I know we need to move on is like what Adam Sandler said in Hustle. Great movie, by the way. You got to want it. You got to love it. You know, at the end of the day, like you have to love it. That's what he was telling, um, you know, the Bo Cruz or Juancho Hernan Gomez in the movie. Like there's tons of guys that want it. Anthony Davis is the generational talent, but he hasn't proven to fans that he wants it. After that ring, he kind of like is cruising. We want to see the uh, other rings. We want to see your all-time great. You should be one of the top 30 players of all time, Anthony
2: Davis. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, The Dodgers were swept by the San Francisco Giants over the weekend. It's the Dodgers' second series sweep in two weeks and their third three-game losing streak over that time. The New York Mets are now two games in front of the Dodgers for the best record in the NL, and the Padres are just a half a game back behind the Dodgers in the NL West. Any concern with the way the Dodgers have played this month, guys? There's
1: no doubt about it. And uh, Brandon, I was thinking about a question that you had. That They had found a way to win games before, but is that sustainable? And we're finding out that, no, that is not sustainable. Walker Buehler goes on... Be injured reserve list we'll see what happens there but you know i mean i mean it, it was not sustainable but that being said i mean they had chances obviously to win those games i uh, watched them all um in hawaii um just sort of uh, they love their their dodgers and their giants here but um yeah just really frustrating in uh I don't know what has to, again, it's a long season, so I'm not long-term concerned about this team, but I, I, I you, you could see this coming. We've, we've, we've been talking about it for two weeks. The way that the Dodgers were finding a way to win and the guys who were struggling, that they still found a way to win, was not sustainable, and we've seen so far, no, they, they, they things have to change.
3: 100%. Padres are a better team right now, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, they got a much better lineup. I mean, it's like we mentioned last week when you got Muncie hitting a buck fifty. I know he had a three run home run, but like it's, it's, this is concerning. I know Kershaw just came back. He pitched fine for coming back, but Urias has been up and down, Bueller's been up and down. This isn't a World Series team right now. I don't think anybody's beating the Yankees as presently constructed. And sure as heck isn't the Dodgers right now. The Padres are a better team. I don't even think they get out of the NL the way the Braves are playing. I said before the year, the Braves are going to get back to the World Series. I truly believe that. The Braves are a much better team, even though record, they haven't caught up with the Dodgers yet. They will.
2: I'm I'm of the mindset that it is very concerning, but the National League, from the National League perspective, there hasn't been a runaway team yet, so that should at least provide the Dodgers a window of time to fix things. Because when you look around the NL, San Diego's great, the Mets are great, the Braves are great, the Cardinals. But are any of those teams the Yankees? Are any of them world beaters? The Dodgers have an opportunity still probably within the next month or so, to write the ship and to actually take over the NL, which on paper they should be doing. But again, the Walker Bueller injury, things have not been going the Dodgers way lately. It just seems like it's still a little too early in the season because we're, what, 60 games in? I know it's almost halfway through, but I still think they have time to write the ship and prove that they are the best team in the NL. Speaking of baseball, the Angels are 2-2 two and two since their 14-game losing streak, and they are going to Dodger Stadium for a two-game freeway series. Is this series exactly what the Angels or Dodgers Ooh. need right now? considering their struggles over the past month.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's what the Dodgers need right now, but I will defer to Brandon to figure out, I mean, have things changed at all? Again, listen, they weren't going to continue on with that losing streak. It had to stop at some point. 14-game skid finally stopped. They are 2-2. Two and I two. mean, I mean, have they changed anything? I mean, they've changed the manager. By the way, crazy story from what happened. Joe Madden to lighten the mood, and I feel so bad for him, and I think this is maybe why we haven't heard him talk he uh, cut his hair into a mohawk to lighten the mood, and Joe Madden was fired while sporting a mohawk, so the team never got to see it. And at some point, we'll, we'll hear from Joe Madden, but kind of a sad—you know, kind of sad when you, you shave your head into a mohawk to like lighten the mood of the team, and you're told, "Listen, your services are no longer needed."
3: It's not entirely Madden's fault, like. Taylor Ward, one of their best hitters, I.L., Rendon, I.L. They were 0-14 with Rendon on the I.L., by the way. He comes back, Trout comes back, healthy. Otani's in the lineup, and they score 11 runs. That's the Angels team we're accustomed to seeing. We should be able to see this as a top-five lineup in the MLB. Issue is pitching, and they pitched well against the Mets on Sunday Night Baseball, but they didn't have Otani in the lineup. So when you don't have Otani, he took a day off. So when you only have Trout and only one guy's hidden in the lineup or two guys... You don't have Otani. They need all their healthy guys. It's a bit misleading, this losing streak. And, the, and, and and this team, we won't get to see full strength, how they respond until they're healthy. So I think this is going to be, I, I think the Angels, I'm going to say it right here, I think they're going to take at least one out of two or two out of two against Dodgers. Dodgers are playing really bad baseball right now. And the Angels always seem to find ways to beat good teams. I don't know why.
2: Brandon, what do you expect for the Angels the rest of the way in terms of where they place in the AL West?
3: It's a bit early. They need another pitcher, but I think I I would be surprised if they don't get that last wild card spot. I don't think the Red Sox are a better team talent wise.
2: Okay, so the good news is that, again, that 14 game losing streak when you play 162, they're not done for. It seems like the Astros are pulling away in the AL West. Um, But again, in the AL, the Yankees are just it seems like they're just on another tier and another level.
1: Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. But here's the thing, like you mentioned, a 162-game season is the only sport where you can have a 14-game losing streak, and it's not the end of the world. So, uh, yeah, Let's, uh, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend David Bloom talking about the Angels, talking about the Clippers and all that when we return right here on The Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
0: We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports with two ways to win and no rake. Circuit Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback and Circus Survivor select one team each week with no point spread take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes enter in Vegas play from anywhere visit circussports.com for details This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the
1: Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Los Angeles, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline, 310-400-0340. Okay, let's go out to the Circa Sports guest hotline right now. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit CircaSports.com for details, and here he is, our good friend, David Bloom. David, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. Good to be
4: back. Good to be here.
1: Yeah, listen. A lot has uh, changed in the one week we, we we haven't seen you It's the last time we talked. Uh, Joe Madden, sadly, uh, no longer the manager. Fourteen game losing streak. That has changed. They are two and two going into uh, you know a two game freeway series with the Dodgers. David, state of your beloved Halos right now.
4: I mean, it's better, <laughs> right? It's better it's still tough because you are still back a lot in both a lot more in the division, but you're back still a lot for that last wildcard spot and Boston finds a way to win games. Cleveland's been finding a way to win games and it's the schedule looks a lot better, right? If you take a look at the schedule after this Dodger series, which concludes this extremely tough part of the schedule. It started with that blue Jays series. Uh, there's two two important series versus the Mariners. You play the Royals. It, you play the white Sox, who are struggling. It gets easier. And right now you're kind of just looking at where can we pick up some of these wins? And you got a good one against the Mets and Jared Walsh had a great game and you were able to pick one of four really, really close games against Boston. It's that third kind of act of the season now. You had your great start. You had your poor continuation. And now you're like, all right, guys are coming back healthy. We're we're getting some wins back on the board. If we're going to make the push towards the postseason, now is the time.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, With uh, the NBA Finals, a lot of talk. And we touched on this in the first segment. Steph Curry, I think, and we've kind of talked about it on the show, top 10 player, but you know, if you look at it, if they win the finals, if uh, uh, Curry wins the finals, most valuable player, certainly the performance he had in game four. uh, What does this do? Does that cement him? Top 10 all time. Does he move up that list? Your thoughts?
4: Wow. I mean, I was thinking about this after game three as well, because that the conversation was almost the other way was like, Steph Curry did not have the type of performance that is required to win a finals game. Are we really going to be out here calling him top top 10? And then he turns around, puts up this masterpiece, and it's 2-2 heading back to San Francisco. Top 10 is tough because the reason why we don't put him in that GOAT conversation is because there's a lot of holes you could poke in that from a lot of the you know, different finals appearances, if he's able to win a finals MVP and continue this dominance and be the reason why the warriors win the championship this year, like fully Boston doesn't even have a chance game four, ask. Yeah, I could see top 10. If not that really does a lot more negatively to his legacy because it's, what does that say as a player you make it to the finals so many times, that's great. But if we're talking that top 10 level, that next level is, all right, well, you didn't have Kevin Durant and you couldn't win. You didn't have this and you couldn't win. And, and oh, you got the best record, but you blew a 3-1 lead. Eventually, that kind of creeps back into the conversation when we're trying to talk top 10. But, like, top 30, top top 20, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's they made it to the finals a ton. He's got plenty of rings to do it you know most threes ever for sure but dominant finals mvp i'd say top 10 if not it'd be it'd be more detrimental than this finals would so be helpful towards
3: that legacy i couldn't disagree more no offense david i think that's a ludicrous take um and th- this is why i think he's already top 10 and it just the ways revolutionized the game and if it, like a was saying if clay was healthy in that Raptors series or kd Then he has another ring, and it's like people want to say he rode on KD's coattails when you know in that series against the Raptors, he was doing this as well. He put up forty points, put up thirty-seven points. It just he didn't have any help. Now he has Jordan Poole. Now he has other guys, and it's like, yeah, the three-one lead. Okay, cool. Like they blew a three-one lead, not entirely his fault. LeBron is the second best player of all time, and he was amazing in that series, right? But it's like there's this notion that, like, he needs a finals MVP. I don't think he does. You want to say, like, oh, he struggled in the finals. Who did Wilt beat? How many titles does he have? And he's in the top 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bill Russell beat his ass, like, 10 times. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same thing. Like, that's the argument I have there. You know, you you can – I get it if you don't want to put him over guys like Tim Duncan over – Shaquille O'Neal over that like but he's he's eighth in my opinion in my I think he's in the top 10 for sure just on the way he's revolutionized the game and being the greatest shooter ever in in pushing the game forward I don't think he needs a finals MVP everyone knows he should have won that first finals MVP and he's going to get one this year Mm -hmm. it just cements his legacy more but I couldn't disagree more about those five if you look at the numbers he hasn't been entirely that bad in the finals it's been about he hasn't been this good though so I do I do think like it's important that take you just had about this finals is really cementing him in that top 10 because I think everyone's going to start agreeing with this finals performances.
4: Oh yeah, no, I can see, I can completely see where you come from in that. It's, it's always hard for me, except if you're LeBron to put a player who's still got time to go in that top 10. And that's a lot of respect to Curry. I really, I could see it if he does handle this finals, MVP or not, if he handles it for a championship, but when we talk, you know, and and he did have a lot of great performances and a lot of series that they lost. But when we talk top 10, I mean, greatest of all time ever, even though he's revolutionized the game, if he's not able to do it this year, if that team's not able to do it, barring a huge freak injury to Steph's ankle or his, or his arm, whatever it's hard for me to see him in that top 10 because you face better teams. You've faced teams that felt like they had more heart. You face teams that, and no offense to the Boston Celtics who are doing wonderfully this season and are shocking a lot of people truthfully, but they face teams with better players on them. AKA those cast teams. If you can't beat this team who has miles and miles less finals experience than you do. Then I couldn't see top ten, but I get what you. But I get what you're saying that you could always I mean, see him top ten.
3: But also, Boston's the best defense they've ever played in the finals. 102 defensive rating. They've never played a team better than that. And Draymond hasn't shown up. Clay hasn't. Has only shown up one game. Jordan Poole has barely shown up. He's basically a one man team right now with Wiggins. Wiggins, at all people, one of the most inconsistent <laughs> players of all time. Andrew finally Wiggins. playing elite. Yeah, but Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Jesus, oh, yeah. who well, knew he'd be the Robin to Steph Curry's Batman <laughs> in this series? They did you know? apparently.
4: Golden State <laughs> I, did. They traded for him for a reason, apparently. This series, it it has, uh, you know, a couple more games to go, and they're really going to dictate what you and I are saying right now. Either we're going to look back and we're going to be able to say, ah, they couldn't do it. You know, Boston was just too strong, too much firepower, too much tenacity, defense, energy, all this. Could not handle the pressure. Warriors couldn't get it done or we're going to look at it and say what a series from Steph here's the finals MVP the culmination they were gone there were the injuries they had two horrible seasons it was a tough shot by LeBron last year and all of a sudden now they're back so it's it's 2-2 right now Uh, it's really going to take those those two three games to really decide for us Boston where does this argument land
3: Boston's not winning tonight and I'd be surprised if they win game six Like, they won tonight. Very shocked. Yeah, I mean, they could win game six because Ime is good at making adjustments, but this series is Warriors. Warriors are going to win the series. I've always said that. I couldn't be more confident. I could bet my life on it. Like, dead serious. (laughs) Like, yes, the Celtics are good at making adjustments. Congratulations. Do they want a medal for that? They don't have Stephen Curry. He's the best player. We're trying to win a medal for it. (laughs) Well, sorry. All they're going to get is a participation medal in the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. And And by the way, by the way, this is their shot. This is their shot. They're not beating Giannis next year with Chris Middleton. I'm sorry. So I know. I'm lovely. sorry, Celtics fans, passionate fans. But they couldn't be the most pompous, elitist fans in the world. <laughs> I just want to see this Celtics team just burn to the ground. Burn to the dang ground. I hate this Celtics team. And I can't wait for them to lose the series and see the look on their faces. Can we? Can, and that's it. Can't, can't wait yeah. The Laker fan in you, huh?
2: Yes. Can we talk about the Eastern Conference next year? So, Brandon, you just said that you think that it's going to be the Bucks what, Easily. What do we think, David?
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I it's hard to disagree with the way they played. They were taken down by a tough injury, which Giannis is incredible, right? But the way he plays, there's only so much he can do on his own. Like, there's only so much, you know, the defense and the rebounding's all there, but if you're not constantly hitting threes like Steph Curry or you're not you know every trip down the floor scoring and and he can really but not at that level behind the arc alone it's tough and Drew Holiday's wasn't enough but with Middleton yeah i i cannot see a team that's coached better that that gels better that scores better, that defends better, than a healthy Bucks team. It's not gonna be the Nets, it's not gonna be Philadelphia, whatever they're trying to figure out. And Boston is feels like a one-year wonder in this postseason. And I'll be I'll eat my words if next year comes around and all of a sudden Boston's making waves again and finals again. But this just feels like the culmination for Boston of an incredible hot streak, which Win or lose, we'll look back on it and marvel at, but Milwaukee's really kind of got it all. And I wouldn't be shocked if they, don't, they could win the entire
3: thing next year again. The I tenacity guess I, of it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Armand. I'll I, go after.
2: I guess I'm in the minority on this, but I, I still think the Celtics are going to win this championship. And I think that <laughs> they are the team going into the, going into the future because the thing is, when you look at the Bucks their internal improvement is going to come from Giannis. When you look at the Celtics, it's going to be Tatum getting better. Jalen Brown should get better. And the key factor that people are not really giving enough credit for is Robert Williams, who was arguably going to win the defensive player of the year before he got injured this year. And they got him on such a good value contract. And it hasn't even kicked in yet. You, when I look at Robert Williams, I know Brandon, you, you, you and I kind of see eye to eye with this. What people think Rudy Gobert is, and that's—that's that's what Robert. But yeah, 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 that's what yeah, I yeah. believe Robert Williams actually is. And defensively, he hasn't even touched what he could be. If you add in a Robert Williams playing at that level with a Marcus Smart on the perimeter with a Jalen Brown, the internal development of the Celtics is probably going to lead to them having like seven or eight consistent players in their rotation. And to me, that's a team that can win multiple titles. It, it all starts with getting a guy on a value contract and having stars around him. And they have a recipe. When you look around the Eastern Conference, the Bucks are going to be great. But besides the Bucks, the Heat have two contracts that are looking really bad with Lowry and Robinson. They're still going to be there. You look at those three teams, who else in the Eastern Conference can we be sure is going to be in that mix. It's
3: a it's a two team conference. I'm with you. Like the Celtics are going to get back to you know the ECF or whatever. They're going to play the Bucks and they're going to lose because for them for the main point, like Al Horford's going to be 38, 37, however old. What is he? Am I am I giving him too many years? Then he maybe he's think. 36. Maybe I mean he's not going to play <laughs> like this. That's huge. Next year he's not going to play like this. That's huge. Who 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 is the the interior defender? Besides Robert Williams, Daniel Thice, he's going to guard Giannis Antetokounmpo? I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo was so dominant. He took this Celtics team that had the number one defense, seven games without a second best player. And people want to say, oh, the Celtics are going to be back. There is no way Giannis is letting that Bucs team lose to the Celtics next year. I know we're looking way far ahead, but Giannis is going to go down as a top 10 player all the time when he's done. And he's going to win another championship, probably two or three more. So, like, when it's it's like he's going to come out of the East Eastern Conference next year. I think the Western Conference is the conference to talk about because there's ten teams or like eight teams that could come out of the Western Conference next year, and I don't think Phoenix is even a top seven team in the conference next year without eight. And that's a whole different take. That's a you know people are going to say, "Oh, Brandon, that's a ludicrous take." They still, I don't care. They embarrass themselves. Pelicans are getting better. That's the conference we need to talk about. It's Boston and Milwaukee in the East. No one else is going to be Brooklyn. Brooklyn is never getting into the finals because a top—you need a top ten defense to get to the finals. Really, historically, they have the twenty-fifth, unless they miraculously like resurrect Rasheed Wallace 2 and like Andre Drummond plays forty minutes a game and Kevin Durant plays defense and Kyrie Irving Kyrie Irving takes some takes <laughs> some like shrooms and all of a sudden is the best <laughs> defender defender in the league. Like I, this is not going to happen for Brooklyn. Brooklyn needs to blow that team up. All right, it's a two-team conference. Arm on your right. Celtics are going to be there, but the Western Conference is the conference we need to talk about.
1: Wait, so let's let's talk about the West real quick because we, we we've talked about uh, you know we like Milwaukee. All right, so I I um when when this season is done, when the when the finals are done, I do think Las Vegas will have the Clippers, if not the favorite, one of the favorites because of Kawhi's help, Paul George, and that team. Brandon, you brought up a good point in segment one and I was surprised you said it. People are sleeping. When I say sleeping on the Lakers, because when they say if they are healthy and I get it, they they have not been healthy. And Anthony Davis hasn't picked up a basketball since the end of the season. But if. If, if, if he can reclaim the form he had in the bubble, and that was a top five player, if LeBron can come back to what he was just even last season, he led the league in scoring. I'm not saying that they're going to win the whole thing. They are in the conversation. So Brandon, you said there are seven, I mean, perhaps
3: even 10 teams. How would you rank the Western Conference? Um, I think the Clippers are the best team with health. Nuggets probably second. I think those teams will flip flop at the top next year. Warriors third. Um, Warriors are going to be a postseason team again next year. I feel like in the regular season, they're going to be third. Kind of very similar. Mavericks four. Um, and then we have to have a conversation about everyone else. I think Phoenix is going to get substantially worse once they do the sign and trade for Aiton. I don't think they realize what they have in Ayton and what he does interiorly. I know the blocks per game don't signify something important. But once they get rid of him, they have a huge hole. And I know JaVale McGee would probably play more minutes. They'll resign him. I don't trust this team. They got embarrassed. Chris Paul is getting older. I would be surprised if they get out of the first round next year with the Pelicans getting better. The Pelicans are going to be a great team, probably top six in, in the NBA. And then the Lakers and the, I mean the Timberwolves are going to be good. Grizzlies, we're forgetting about the Grizzlies. Grizzlies are going to be really good, only going to get better. And then the Lakers are a top seven team next year, in my opinion. For one reason, even with Westbrook, it's crazy to say if Davis can stay healthy, they're top 17 because Ham's going to get them a top 10 defense. They're going to have a top 10 defense in the league. They have to. Otherwise, they will not compete. Ham has stressed that. I think they will. Westbrook, I feel like is going to get traded at the deadline. I really think it's going to happen because they're not winning a championship with Russ. If they do trade him they could win a championship. It really depends. Like it's pretty crazy and ludicrous to say, considering how bad they were last year. And Anthony Davis hasn't touched the basketball, but it kind of feels similar to the 2020 offseason, season where everyone was like, Oh, they only have Davis and LeBron. Well, okay. they get, get LeBron in the playoffs and see what happens. Like you're telling me they can't beat the Suns in a seven game series. They would have, if Davis was healthy and the Suns are going to be worse. They're not going to have anybody to guard Anthony Davis in the playoffs. It's all about Davis's health. Davis is the best defender in the league interiorly, besides Giannis, like I mentioned. So the West is stacked. I mean, you could even go to uh who else is in the West? Am I forgetting forgetting anybody in the West that's like good? Utah, like, maybe. Hell heck at no. At the bottom. Dude. Heck <laughs> no. Heck. At no. the Utah? bottom. I'm
4: trying to think of anyone you forgot. <laughs>
3: um no. No, Utah sucks. The, I would be. I would be surprised.
4: Everybody, it doesn't it's matter. It doesn't team.
3: matter. Utah. Utah is not going to be a top eighteen next year. I'd be really surprised without Quinn. Quinn made that team run. So
2: I. I really like that list. The only area of disagreement that you and I have, Brandon, is with the Denver Nuggets. I don't think that that team is headed in a direction to compete for titles and. At the two seed, that's a spot that they would be competing for a title. I think
3: that- one. I think they're going to be one. Clippers are going to have some health issues, like they always do. they will be two or three. That's fair. Nuggets that are I- going to be. <laughs> Nuggets are going to win sixty games next year.
2: That's a very I- wow. bold take.
4: That's bold. I yeah, I, I have to agree with that. I can't. I'm. I have to agree with, with Armani that mean, I, I can't see the Nuggets winning that many games. And even if they do, I can't see the be. Can't see them being such a postseason threat because. They remind me a lot of what the Utah Jazz do every season. They put up a fight the regular season, and then where does it go?
3: Utah Jazz don't have the the best player in the NBA. Where does it go? Utah Jazz do not have the most efficient player in the history of basketball. With Michael Porter Jr. coming back healthy. Jamal Murray coming back healthy. Two first-round picks. Michael Porter Jr. coming
4: back healthy for two seconds. And then he goes out with another back. (laughs) He's going
3: to average 22 points per game next year. Oh, wow. (laughs) When
4: healthy.
1: (laughs) in In the
3: four games he plays, sure.
1: I love it. Listen, I mean, we—I mean, look at us. We are talking about next season already. The finals are not done, but I love it, David. We will have you back on. We will know at that point who the champion is, and we can really talk about next season. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, "Stay safe, stay healthy."
0: This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.